seven kings die. The chronicles do not record if my lord Uthred survived. But those like me who knew him recognize him as the greatest warrior of our age. And a man who made a kingdom. Rhode Island, welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So grab an ale, sit back and relax, and let's see how England was born. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I am so sad that this is all over. Oh. I'm so sad that England it's all over. England was born, Blake. England was born. Yes. And and our job here is done, and so is Uhtred's job. Unbelievable. Uh, I will tell you, Mary, that it was... It felt like a, a nice old glove going back to um going back to the show why like when have you ever liked an old glove i love an old glove glove. like an old baseball mitt like put that in it fits right to your hand sweat maybe have some dirt still in it smells bad that is the best you know what i like fits like a brand new sweatshirt now you're talking okay sure that cozy fluff inside before you wash it (laughs) you know what i'm talking about well whatever it fit it fit like something that you like okay Okay. we'll put it that way for some of you may be a glove others New sweatshirt or sweatpants. Either way, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a pleasure to go back to this time. It was a pleasure to go back to Bebenberg. It was a pleasure to see Uhtred and the whole and, and SEAL Team Uhtred. Mm-hmm. And it just, it felt right, if you know what I mean. Did did you feel that way when you were watching it? Or It's like they never left. Yes. So I agree with you that there's many aspects where it felt like a reunion. It felt like, you know, going, going to your local pub on Thanksgiving Eve and seeing some friends and giving them high fives and hugs and catching up. But on the flip side, um, I almost felt like I never left. So... Yeah, there, there. I think there's some interesting conversations that mm. we can have in... Because Mary and I, we have not discussed this at all. No. We have not discussed one ounce of this film together. And we've watched it now two or three times, yeah. Ish together. Yeah. But I've watched it also a couple more times and has taken every ounce of my strength, which isn't a lot. I don't have a lot of strength. <laughs> <laughs> I am no Uted. <laughs> no resolve whatsoever. I would not have been able to pull down a giant stone. No, um, no. But it's taken every ounce of strength of me, mine, to not talk with Blake about this. Oh, so, man. I'm so excited that we're finally recording about yes. it. Yes, all right. So uh, all of you have, have watched the film as it is. So we don't necessarily need to do a plot recap. Do, do we do want to do that? Well, I do want to thank everybody at jointhenerdclan.com for making this happen. Of course, this kind of wraps up everything that we're doing with The Last Kid. Kingdom, unless surprisingly they say, I don't know, we'll do something else. But England's been born, so I don't know what else there could be to do. Um, but I do want to let you know that, of course, we have loads of other projects and podcasts. So if the only one that you listen to of Blake and mine has been The Last Kingdom, we highly recommend that you check other things out. Of course, we've covered The House of the Dragon and Rings of Power and Harry Potter and Outlander's coming back and Bridgerton's coming back. So there's tons of things that we would love for you to check out right at maryandblake.com. And if this podcast has brought you join, you are not yet a member at jointhenerdclan.com. I'm here to remind you that for as little as $2 a month, you truly make an impact in our own little kingdom. Yes. We're a mom and pop shop podcast shop. We don't have corporate sponsors. We don't honestly have like sponsors at all for this show. <laughs> um, and so we do this because we enjoy it. We enjoy it because we connect, love connecting with you. And this is a project out of love, but there are still always like website and <laughs> hosting fees. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, there's costs kind of associated with so all this. So if we bring you joy and you're able to know that uh, donating goes a long way at jointhenerdclan.com. All right, on that note, yes, let's get into the show. Let's do it. And if by any point there was someone who like listens to this podcast episode far in the future and you have forgotten what happened in this movie, uh, King Edward's health 
uh, ended. Yeah, he it, died. It, <laughs> Goodbye. You don't even get to see. You don't. Him. You don't got any health anymore. Uh, he doesn't have it. And then some <laughs> new random Viking guy, like a wolf guy, Anlaf, uh, decides to get all these other angry kings of the the North, King of the North, um, <laughs> and he just causes a ruckus and bad things you know happen. And Uhtred once again has to save the day. Yep. That's how he does it. That's it. England's born. Uhtred dies. <laughs> well, you know, does he though? This is not, this is not, uh, that movie with the spinning top. He dies. Does He's he dead. though? Yes. He, d- listen. I mean, eventually, yes, he does die. I mean, that's, he's not here today. <laughs> we all die sometime. Uh, but yeah, interesting. There you it, go. It, again, there's that, your there's your mini plot recap. Th- this is part of the conversation that I want to have. All okay. right. So, uh, oh, all right. So we have facts, FAQs. The well, no, that's the frequently details. asked questions. <laughs> FAQs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was like really smart of me. You you just hit so hard that we zoomed in, Blake. Did we for, really for impact? <laughs> How did we? <laughs> 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 I I know what facts are and I know FAQs are <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was like a beautiful <laughs> that was like that was a genuine I don't even I I know the real thing. <laughs> But if you say F-A-Q-S is fast, how would you say it? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> My brain just went off by itself. Holy Friends, smokes. Before you podcast, please have coffee. Otherwise, oh my God. this is what happens to you. Holy Either have smokes. ale or coffee, because otherwise, if you were just drinking water, just you, 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 you turn the mush. out. You f- <laughs> All right. The episode details the facts. are this directed by edward basil get you should know that name camera on you Uh, oh so you want me to have the camera on me yes okay fine we we are having a video portion of this of this podcast so let's put it on me uh where am i here all right there we go uh all right so the facts are this uh directed by edward basil get you should know that name because edward basil get has directed many a episode of The Last Kingdom that would include episodes 309, 310, 401, and 2, and then as well as 409 and 410, meaning he has handled the essentially the premiere and finales. Uh, well, he handled the finales of uh, season three, the, the uh, what's it called there? The uh, penultimate episode and the finale. He go. did the premiere and the second episode, the penultimate and the finale of of season four. Oh. I'm sure he didn't do season five because obviously there's a lot of prep with this film uh, here as it is. Uh, so yeah, that would be that. Um, that is the director. The and he's also directed. If you want to go ahead and check out some of his other work, he has directed the uh, some episodes of The Witcher on Netflix. As well as Fate, the Winx Saga, and also Marie Antoinette, uh, a new show uh, on uh, the B- the BBC. So if you like his work, uh, he's also directed some Doctor Who and the show Versailles. It was written by Martha Hillier. So Martha Hillier is the showrunner of uh, The Last Kingdom for the past uh, couple of seasons. And... She has written a lot of different episodes of television, especially for The Last Kingdom. So do that on your own time. If you want to go check check those out, you can go to IMDb. That is that. So uh, those are the facts, Marvin. Got to ask you, what do you got for your Shields rating? This is the last Shields rating we're ever going to give. I know. And I feel badly because I don't want to give it a high one. (gasps) Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm giving it a 4.5. Wow. Sorry. Wow. That is fight. That, them's fighting words for you. I mean, he's dead, so he can't come fight me. Right. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. I'm going to give it, I, I, uncharacteristically here, I am higher than you on mm-hmm. this. I'm at 476. I think there is reasoning for your 
I, I think there's Thanks. plenty of valid reasoning for your for your shields rating. Uh, but I think the comfort level at which I am right now with this world probably boosts it up a little bit for me. Yes. Uh, more than you. Uh, which is fair. All right, so what do you got for your GBG? You're good, you're bad, and you're great. Okay, my good is all of the Finnan. I mean, if you have been a listener of The Last Game with Mary and Blake, you know that my boy is Finnan through and through. Yes. And I love that the show begins with his voice, the show ends with his voice, we've got all his little humors, he loves to nap, he wants a bed, he <laughs> grieves for his wife, oh my goodness gracious, he makes little jokes about who touched his bum and that at least they smell a little better, like, because they're so stinky, maybe they will, will know we're coming because they can smell us, like, I just love Finnan. Yeah. I love him. Finnan's great. And they put so much Finnan that Finnan lovers like myself would were delighted when they got to see this. Yes, would agree. Okay. But bad. what's what's your bad? And mind you, this is still a 4.5. So this is still technically what? An A? An A minus? I don't even know, right? Sure. Sure. But No, mm. no. 4.5, that's like a B plus-ish. Okay, fine. So still a B plus, Okay. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, but on the Mary scale, that's like Mary scale, that's like a C minus ish. My bad for all of you friends of the good place. Yeah, basic. Oh, I got it. Yeah, basic. There you go. I got it. Yeah, basic. (laughs) Why is it? Why are we? That's a that's a serious term to be dropping here on Mary and Blake. Because this could have honestly just been two TV episodes. I didn't feel like there was anything different between the television shows that I've seen before. This did not feel like a movie compared to the show. The show already had the cinematic, the music, the people. Mm. And then for this to be like a big movie, just say it's a reunion, say it's a reunion episode, say it's concluding the series. Did they always intend that England was going to be born in a final movie? Was that the big deal? I feel like you can't watch this quote movie. I'm, honestly giving it quotes because it felt like two TV episodes. I don't feel like anyone could just watch this as a standalone movie. When you search The Last Kingdom on Netflix the week that it came out, you couldn't even find Seven Kings Must Die because you had to search Seven Kings Must Die instead of The Last Kingdom. But I'm sorry, this is The Last Kingdom like 5.1, all right? It's just two extra episodes. Who the heck was Interbred or Inglemonger or whatever the heck his name was? Was he the son of Anlaf? I don't know. Probably maybe maybe not no ex- like no nothing explained who even was Anlaf aside from some wolf guy but he never wore a wolf thing was that just his, just his stick so he's the main bad guy but I've never known him all these times who the heck were all the other kings I don't know about you I don't care that you're gonna die good for you where are Uhtred's other kids where's Hild where are Citrix children why do we just care about Finnan and his wife who they had kids yep Where's Citrix family? Remember, that's all Citrix plot was. One day I want to go home. He was basically like the Samwise Gamgee of Lord of the Rings saying, oh, the one thing I regret is I didn't marry that girl from the tavern. And then he goes home and he marries a girl from the tavern and he has a kid as he's happy. That was Citrix's only arc. Citrix had two lines, I think, in this entire quote movie. And it was, my lord. Yeah. This, this person's here, my lord. So Citric was totally robbed. And did his family die also in the rocks? We don't know. And how old is Uhtred? You outlived Alfred. You outlived Edward. Now you're the same age. And did they just decide, okay, we're not going to age up Uhtred because we saw what happened with Harry Potter's epilogue and we either need to like ugly him up and then people are going to be upset and people really just want to watch this in addition to all the other things. But like he's hot. So let's just keep him hot. But like, let's just, for example, pretend that maybe he was what, 16, 17, 18 when this whole series started. And then, of course, in a few years, he had to actually save Edward when he was born. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Edward has kids and he then helps raise his kid, Ethelstan. So what was this like this would be a believable thing kind of the way he was pictured if the series started when he was like 16, 17, 18, which maybe that was the timeline he was supposed to be. But he looks the same aside from his messy hair on Coronation Day. It's Coronation Day. And then he got like his (laughs) his, you know, hair back up. He looks the same. And I do not believe that you are old enough to be there when Ethelstan now is king for 15 years. Yeah, so it looks like... I just like, don't believe it. Hold I on don't one second. Believe it. Uh, oh, my great is that I'm happy to see people again. 
They're my friends. I was happy to see Pure Leg. I was happy yeah, to see so all the people in the Great Hall. I was happy to see, of course, my boy Finnan. I was happy to see everybody again, but I was actually very disappointed in this being a movie. So when the movie ends at the Battle of uh, Brudenburg in 937, Uhtred is technically... What, 56? <laughs> Wait, is this... Okay, because was Uhtred real life... We don't Uhtred know. Uhtred is a real life character, but not in the way that he's portrayed in this show. Okay. How old was real Uhtred when he died? We I, don't know. I don't know. But. And to be honest, I don't care. Numerically, based upon like the wars and different things, how old is Uhtred supposed to have been when he said farewell and went to Valhalla? Just take a guess. Take, take a good As I guess. said, if we were lucky, I, I guarantee to start you're going to be wrong. 18. <laughs> so I was figuring, okay, if he started in the series that young, mm-hmm. still teenager esque, when yep. he like, you know, pops his cherry or pops whatever's cherry, you know, some cherry. Fire, when fire and like all hell breaks loose, <laughs> cherries were popped. Then I would think maybe he could be 56. Okay. That was the idea I came up that's, with. That's the guess you got? That's that's but, the guess I got that he could even look 56. So when he... so And that is a hot 56. That oh, is yeah. like you are sitting down saying, excuse... You're... you're wow. Yeah. Okay. How so right? in real life... But in real life, with, if I didn't see him and all this time has passed, I would picture he was 74. In real life, he... Uh, the actor, Alexander Draymond, he is 40 years old. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. In the show, within the context of the historical events that are portrayed... That's what I'm saying. Pushing it, I wouldn't even believe he was 56. Within the context of the show, (laughs) Uhtred is 81 years old. (laughs) I told you, you wouldn't even get it. I wish I had a swig of ale. A- after after no the battle wonder, of Brunenburg, he's 81 years old. No wonder the old. queen's like, I would prefer younger people go. And I'm looking at it going, <laughs> he's the same guy who saved you two years ago. Yeah. No, he's 81. Yeah. This is not someone even remotely close to 81. This is someone who looks 40 and has yes. looked 40, yes. has looked 30 through 40. That's what he looked like. Yes. This entire show. Well, no, I, I think he looked good when he first started the show. When, okay. he, when he first started it, he was he in was his early, early 20s. 30s. Yeah, like early 20s. No, he, no. When he first started the show, when did the show first come out? Yeah, when he first started the show, he was in his early 30s. Yes. He, I'm telling you. Because it came you, out in 15, so yeah, he'd be this like This actor 30, looks his age. Yes, I agree. He does not look the ages that, that Uhtred was supposed to portray. Could, I think but I could, was able to like believe it the younger years, especially yeah. because of how he acted. So sure. the way he acted made me believe he was younger. The way he acts now does not make me think he's, what, 81 you said? Hey, by the time the movie ends, he's 81. <laughs> I am 40. And I wake up in the morning with ouches and ouches. So many ouchies. There are no ouchies for Uhtred. Uhtred has no ouchies. And so it was very hard for me to believe that all of this has happened, yeah. and this is how he looks, especially now with, and this is Netflix we're talking about, so this is why this is my bad. Netflix did, what was that movie with all the mobster people, and they aged them, and they de-aged them? Oh, the them? Irishman. You have Netflix's team who was able to do that magic with the Irishman. You can't bippity boppity well, boo yeah, but the, the, the budget for the Irishman was enormous. Yes. They actually invented cameras just yes, for the Yes, but guess what? They invented them. And I'm saying you only got to age this guy up a little bit. Nobody really looks at Citric. Just put a few gray hairs in Finnan because you know he's going to be a silver fox. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have gray hair, Finnan. That's because Finnan is is in, around the same age. He's as the original. I think he's honestly the guy in the box for Just for Men. He, he looks just <laughs> like it. So that's fine. Maybe he started with like bark back in the uh, Viking days. I would believe that Finnan would dye his hair and his beard. Yes. I would. I just would. Uh, it's fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Especially now that he's a widower. Like, go for it, Finnan. Go yep. for it. You gotta own it. But Uhtred, who obviously doesn't care that much about self-care. You saw him in that intro scene when the queen comes in. Oh, yeah. The hair was all over the place. He has not found the fountain of youth. No. No. He doesn't He doesn't have moisturizer and eye cream. <laughs> and yet this man is supposed to look double his age. I can't. So right, that's right. it. What's Hashtag your, your basic. What's I already said my great because I was so busy complaining. I just said I'm, my greatest to see friends again. Oh, okay. Great. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. 
Well, again, I think this is all part of the conversation that I want to have about this film. Well, you're just so confused why I only gave it a 4.5, and this is why I wanted to talk about it. So quickly, give me your GBGs. All right, so quickly. My I feel gr- like I got a lot off of my chest. You, you definitely did. My good, was so the, my good was the final scene. I mean, just what we showed here at the top of our episode. Uh, Uhtred once again torn between two worlds and like having a I real. I it was a little cheesy. The no, one where he's I loved standing it. there by himself and there's like light on one side and he's just looking down at the ground. I love. I I appreciate that you thought it was cheesy. I I could see why you would think that it is. And when you look at it, it kind of is a little bit. However, I I like that they, they needed to cheese it up. They needed it's to cheese it a little bit. They needed they needed to have a a real rep, a physical representation of the two worlds he finds himself in and a choice that he has to make, right? It's it's a real choice that he has to make. Except he didn't grab his sword. Cuz but again, this is the whole thing. Like Yes, he didn't grab his sword. Do you have to did, have your sword if you don't die does, in battle? Does he actually what if you die, die in your sleep? Does he actually die? That's I the think real he question. actually dies. I'm wondering to get into Valhalla with your sword, is that only if you're in battle? What if you die while you're on the on the pooper? What if you die <laughs> in bed? You just gotta keep like a, a sword everywhere. A sword around. <laughs> just oh, can't wipe. Gotta hold my sword. All right. So the bad for me, like you said, Mary, uh, is I won't go into it as much as you did, but it's <laughs> it's part of this conversation, which is there is no chance that you can consider this a standalone film. Uh, th- there's just no way. I mean, I suppose you could. Somebody could come into this and watch it. And be very confused. And it's not that they would be confused. It's just that they would not have any like. You could you could have an understanding of who the characters are, what they're doing. Like you're you're set up immediately with the idea that Edward dies and that this guy Uhtred's important because he's in the north and he has a pre-existing relationship with Ethelstan and these are his these are Uhtred's followers and uh Uhtred's a big deal. And then you go you like you ride the plot with with yourself. Mm. But that doesn't make it good, by the way. No. Um so I would say, and that's why I'm saying, like, for me not to even be able to find this when I searched The Last Kingdom, when I went on Netflix this weekend for yeah. it, wrong. Uh, and Netflix was too busy with the Love Is Blind fiasco. That's true. Although, although I totally agree with that, by the way. But <laughs> the The Last Kingdom wasn't was in the top ten. As a matter of fact, it was the number one choice on Netflix for like a brief stint there before Love Is Blind. It came out two days before. That's true. Good point. Yeah, Love is Blind. <laughs> Love is Blind certainly overtook it real quick. Well, if it worked. Um, <laughs> if you actually got a chance to watch it, you know, consume it. Uh, so, but yeah, I would say, and this is, again, part of the larger conversation that we have to have. My great, though, is I love the fact that there is this question about all of the stuff that Uhtred has done. Everything that we watched in the series did it just kind of kick the can down the road? And it picked really crappy stuff. Oh, what was that guy's name? Knut the cock? And what about that other woman who gave the prophecies? Skate, don't remind me. Like, the only reason <laughs> well, that I think was, was a, okay I think that was a nod skate. to fans. I think that was a nod to fans. Oh, Because everybody also, hates skate. But I also thought that it, it was to lead to, oh, we have our own seer. That's how I took it. That was the purpose of mentioning Skade. Yes. Was that then his wife could, then Finn and Kajoko, my wife thinks she's a seer too. So well, that's yeah. why I gave it okay. But I'm like, out of everybody, this is what we're trying well, to do. Well, he about? talks about blood hair. He talks about Kanat. And, and, how about know. the witch who saved Edward in a mud bath? Like, come on. Oh, I love her. Yes. Esalt. Yes. Oh, the sexiest scene in all of television. Yes. When she, oh, she gets introduced to Uhtred. It still sends shivers up my spine. I'm just saying, there was some other... And why not mention Heston? Did they just mention people who weren't we weren't going to see in Valhalla? Well, no, he, he, t- he talked about all the warlords. Yeah, I didn't hear him say Heston's name. How dare you not mention... Yeah, mess- well... Heston didn't even have chicken in his hand in Valhalla. He absolutely should have had chicken. I know! He had a glass of ale. I rewatched it multiple times because I was like, please show me chicken somewhere! <laughs> He's on the end of the table. You could easily have just had a platter in front of him. 
No if, chicken. If you're just l- listening to this podcast for the first time, we had a long-standing joke that it, Heston always had chicken in his hands. And then why say Knut is the cock? At least say Heston was the cock. Because then it's a chicken joke. <laughs> Oh man! I will just say the writers of the Last Kingdom obviously don't listen to our podcast because had well we thought for so long that they did. Well, then there would have been chicken and Heston somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So that is my great. It's just like I liked the idea that it was kind of just kicking the can down the road a little bit, and I really liked how they were able to uh, put that into the plot of the show. Like Uhtred does not want to fight. And it's not just because he's, you know, in his, you know, seventies or whatever, uh, at the beginning of the film, but because he's like, he's done everything. He's done what he's supposed to do. And why are we fighting? Like, what's the point? And this is where I want to start our large conversation. Okay. All right. This is where I want to kick it off. You don't want to kick it off with Uhtred having a really quick hairdo change? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, I want to start this conversation off with this, Mary. Okay. I enjoyed this film. I, I quite enjoyed it. Should Aldhem have had a honey? That's the question. <laughs> Did we do him service? No. <laughs> we did not. It, it's because, uh, you, you know, uh, okay. he loved Ethel Flynn. I know he did, that, but that man deserved a honey. Uh, see, I don't see him as a character taking, you know, any time for a relationship. He would have if he could have. All right. Okay, continue. Here's where I want to begin. I, I enjoyed the These film. These are my actual notes. <laughs> Aldhelm is still single. Poor bloke. <laughs> You are such. Uhtred gets a, a quick hairdo. Dork. Oh my goodness gracious! Father Purelake goes without a GPS again. <laughs> Always. He doesn't need no GPS. He doesn't. Come on, we we've already learned this. This time he had a horse though. He wasn't walking. Um. All right. Okay. Can, you can I start please at least real? start the conversation? Okay. I enjoyed this film, like I said, and it was great to go back to the world. I think there are some glaring mistakes well not mistakes i think there are some glaring needs and missteps can i whistle past the graveyard on utrid being 81 yeah i can because i don't yes, care agreed I, I don't care they had to make that choice do we do this and potentially that's all we're known for is that this was done badly yeah i mean even totally as he aged up even as he aged up like by the time he finished him in season five right he's in his early 60s right yes. so like are you going to age him up to his early 60s no like why? Just let him be. What, like, Just let, let him, him be. Young maybe and if high. he gave him a couple of gray hairs, maybe that's like you, you do the Outlander effect, yes. right? Like, okay, maybe you give him a little bit, a couple of wrinkles. You give him some yeah. gray hair, and and that's and bada bing, you know, bada boom. We can all dream that that's how we'll look at eighty. We call that the Claire Fraser effect. Yes. Right. Okay. Fine. I'm here for but it. But they didn't do it. Okay. Whatevs. Like stats are for nerds. I'm not here to watch an eighty-one-year-old Uhtred wield a sword. I'm just not. So I don't care. Uh, I also really don't care that Hild and Stiora and um, like they made mention of Uhtred, Uhtred, yeah. son of Uhtred, mini Uhtred. Mini Uhtred. They made mention Monk of him. Uhtred. But like whatever, like whatevs. I, I'm not watching The Last Kingdom for Stiora or Aleswith. I'm upset about it. I'm upset that they weren't. Okay, we got Monk Uhtred mentioned, yes. but we didn't hear anything about Stiora and we spent the entire last season... Well, yeah, that that was Hardcore a major arc. Stiora. And but the, the also the, at the end of the season though, she goes off to do her own thing, right? So But just mention her. I think it's a it, it's Say, fair. Osbert, your siblings aren't here. Your sister's doing her own thing, your brother's a monk. You're yeah, going to hold you, down yeah. the fort. That, that you, that's a fair criticism. Just do that for me. Fair criticism. Uh but and Hild agreed. But she must be going with Citrix's family. Uh <laughs> They're on And all of Finn's kids. They're on sabbatical. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so whatever, I, I, I'll, I'll whistle past that too. Okay. Um, I think where the movie, if you want to call it a movie, we uh, are. I, I think where the film goes wrong is the show ended in a place for Uhtred 
that was natural. He had gotten Bebenberg back. The rain. The rain, the whole thing. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was, it was tremendous. And then he looks back after looking out into the horizon, seeing all the people and all the things that he's yes. done. His arc is complete. So why did they do this movie? Because Bernard Cornwell wrote more books. He wrote three more books after book seven, right? Okay. Um, and they wanted to tell the complete story, okay. which I can, I can, I can appreciate that. And why too, did they right? make that into the show? Um, what do you mean? Oh, to my knowledge, by the time they had, I think by the time that they had finished filming, he had written more books. Okay. But whatever, like even if they, even if he, even if they didn't, okay, like whatevs, like th there's a lot of stuff going on there, and Netflix didn't necessarily want to keep paying the money to keep producing the Last Kingdom content. Characters, people are getting older. Contracts are running out. Do they want to keep, you know, investing in the show for the amount of money that it costs to do? Like all of those things play into it. Mm -hmm. So I can see why they made the choices that they did. The problem that the film suffers is that it begins with Uhtred and there's just nothing to tell other than everything's great. Everything is awesome until it's not. And then the film has to maneuver itself and get into these into this plot yoga okay to make a problem well edward dies and that's the problem well that is the inciting it's incident how did he die i would have liked to know i spent a lot of time with that kid yeah uh, and like you also have to consider too like there's probably some like scheduling issues that came up with all of these actors right? i mean i don't need to see him it's okay that he died but i just want to know like how did he die well like iagafu is a different is a different actress yes right because the lady that was in season five couldn't couldn't do it right I got over it. I got over it too. Like again, stats of nerds. Yes. What like what do I care? Um, but you have to begin somewhere, right? You have to see change, right, in in a film or in a character or in whatever, right? If you just begin a film where everything is just nominal, like everything's okay, yay, we. Like I have Bebenberg and we're living here and everything's peaceful. And yes, the inciting incident is Edward dying, but that doesn't change Uhtred. It just changes everything around. It, it changes the the complexity around him. Well, and I think Uhtred goes out thinking it's going to be a quick, short thing. Oh, I'm going to go talk to Ethelstan and we'll sort this out and I'll be back home. Yes. And that's where, that's what I'm talking about because the film has to, it has to manufacture something for Uhtred to make him leave. to make him leave and yeah. change right it, it has to he has to see Ethelstan yeah murder it, his it, brother and it has to you have to bring Uhtred there right and then you see Ethelstan do that and then you have the whole confrontation with Ingelmund Ingelmunder and the whole thing and then it contorts itself where Uhtred captures Ingelmunder and then it contorts itself even more where like Uhtred gets stripped of all of his stuff and sent off of Bebenberg. And by the time that happens, we're halfway through the film. And then I contend that the film doesn't actually really begin until half until that point. Yikes. Because then that's where change happens, right? Like that's where Uhtred begins at nothing and then ends creating England. Yes. Uh, so the first half of the film is just, and it's, I'm not saying that it's bad, but it just contorts itself to being, to getting to where it needs to go in order for the change to facilitate itself, uh, which to me is hard. It's hard to accept because it does, Mary, make you feel like, well, I'm just, I'm watching another episode, mm -hmm. right? So tell me why you felt like you were watching another episode. Um, visually, it it felt the same as a television show, mm -hmm. which still stellar. So that's still why I gave it so hot. You know, four point five still B plus A minus, still a great piece of work. Well, within but context to itself, right? Because within, I would yes. say that the last a kingdom of the show, show is a cinematic show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but that's why I'm saying is like I've been watching the show. I don't think any person in their right mind would actually sit down and watch this movie without watching the show. They'd be confused in the first several minutes. Like, why do I even care about these people? They're all talking about someone I don't know. You know, I really don't think that many people will watch this show standalone by itself. This movie, excuse me. See, I keep calling it a show. Could you do it? Could Could you sit down no, and watch this? No, you wouldn't do it. I don't care about any of these people. 
Yeah, but you go into any film not caring about anybody. No, and I won't finish it if I don't care about them. Right, but does the does the film? No, I wouldn't make care about... you care about any of the people. No, really. No. Who would you care about? You would care about Finnan. I think you would care about Finnan. I think you you would care about Uhtred. Mm, I didn't care about Uhtred for like two seasons. <laughs> that's true. That's that's a good point. Yeah. It's not like he saved a little puppy in the first five minutes. He didn't have anybody die like a Pixar movie in the first two minutes. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have cared about him. And Finn and I would have just said, okay, he's... He's the funny guy. Yeah. He's the funny guy that fills us in with the backstory and it wraps things up. Did you Do you think that Finn is... I know I'm taking you off track here, but... So you wouldn't, you wouldn't watch it I outright. I wouldn't watch this. Okay, no. fair enough. Do you think it's possible to watch outright? If you're drunk. <laughs> All right. What is what is the through line of the film for you? Like the way that I look at it is I think Finnan, his journey in the film yes. is the emotional uh, crux of the film. Mm-hmm. No, you don't think so. No, I I would not watch this as a movie. No, no, but just just you knowing no. No, knowing what you know now, right? Like, no, I just think it's the end of Utrid. I think yeah. that this is part of the TV show. I yeah. think that that is honestly how I will always view it. That this was the last chapter. This is the um, what's the thing when it's the the epilogue. epilogue. This was the epilogue of the show. Yeah, this is an epilogue or like a, epilogue. like a like a coda, if you will. Yes, you know, like something yes. like that. Like, let's make England happen. Um, we get to see the death of Uhtred as I'm standing by that he died. You know, it's, yeah, I think that it is a great epilogue. Uh, the next big question I have for you, Mary, is the final shot of the film mm-hmm. is Bebenberg or yes, modern Bamberg day. Castle in Can, modern day. Is your question, when are we going? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, does that fit within... Yes. The language of the show and is it an appropriate? Yes. Why? Because the show always would take the titles of where a place is and then smush it into what we know it is now. So from the get-go, uh, okay. they've been relating it to modern day for us. Yes. And then when they introduced Ethelstan, they announced him the first king of England. Yes. So I think from the get-go, they have been portraying the show in a way that we can always relate it to where things are now. I like that reasoning. I think that's good reasoning. Because I, it, before you said that, I was on the team of like, no, that did not fit. In fact, it's kind of distracting to see the cars and, and all the stuff. But now that you place it like that, they okay, I'm in. Beginning. I've, I'm, I'm now buying. Okay. <laughs> I'm not selling anymore. I'm buying. Um, so I, I think that's good. All right, great. I, I actually thought that would be a much longer conversation. <laughs> All right. Wow. That was a quick change, Blake. All right. Okay. Scotland's king over the years. Oh, king Still just as hot. I love it. I yep. just love that he has these deep talks by the fire and his man goes on over and is like, listen, Ethelstan sucks. We're probably going to fight against him. Like, I just loved it. Yeah. I'm sad that uh, sad things ended up the way that it had to for him. Um, Father Pureleg had a major death fake out and I kind of wish he died. That would, I don't want to say it would have been nice, but it would have been fitting that if he if he did die. I mean, on the flip side, he's always come back. Always. Yes. So I guess if you're sticking with his character, he just, he's the energizer bunny. But that was quite the force. And then he was kind of like trampled on. He had to crawl over all the dead bodies. So I'm glad he's alive. But honestly, isn't he supposed to be older than Uhtred? Father Pureleg? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I would say so. Yeah. So, but again, I'm, I'm. Whatever. I was, I was Stats ready for him to die. I think that that would have hit me more emotionally than Althelm dying. Oh, Althelm dying was a big deal for me because you were just, you were waiting, you were waiting for somebody to come to his rescue. You were waiting because well, he's always been playing the two sides and having his ears to the ground. So, I don't know. <sighs> Althelm did what he thought him. was best for. His kingdom. He was just Always. a tragic character forever. Yes, he was. <laughs> like in the, it's funny the way that he started off too. You know, with uh, with uh, Ethelfled's husband and like how they were like buddies mm-hmm. and and you just didn't like him with his stupid haircut. Yeah. And, but he ended up being this character that you really cared about. Yes. And I was sad when he 
when he died the way that like it was it was awful. Yes. Um but he needed to go. But I'm just saying that Father Pierleg like I'm on the flip side, you know what? Now I can just think of him as the Jiminy Cricket for Ethelstan because Ethelstan is going to need that for the 15 yes. years of reign. Yes. So I'm okay if that Father Pierleg is is alive, but I just that was kind of a fake out. I really kind of felt like Did you feel manipulated with yes, that? Yes. Okay. That oh no, Pierleg's died. Now I need to really go and fight. And oh no, now Uhtred might die. Yeah. You know. I, I didn't feel like there were any real losses. Mm-hmm. There was no one that died in the good guy side from that major battle that, you know, they had this text over it. Oh, it was the bloodiest battle. And blah, blah, blah. yeah, well, I don't care about anyone who died in the battle itself that I saw on show. Now, if I lost father pure leg, I'd yes. be like, man, that battle. That's a, that's, that's, yep. I, agree. I lost someone in there too. Yep. I agree. But with I didn't. You. I mean, I mean, if you're going down, the road of what the Scottish king didn't even die. Son died. He didn't die. Well, uh, Constantine. I kind of like that too, right? Because all the kings survived Mm -hmm. except for their kids. Right. Which to me makes that even worse. Right. Because now they have to live without their kids. They, and they, they made such a big deal within the film of saying, as long as you have a kid, your kingdom will continue on. Mm -hmm. Like your line will continue on. And now you can't. And by the way, I think it's also important that Ethelstan has to be celibate in order to leave his brother the kingdom, right? So yes. there's there's another there's another thing there that that points to that where there there can be from now on there can be a clean fresh start, mm-hmm. right? At least until the Normans come and and take over yeah. England. <laughs> um so I, I I like that theme, and I also like the theme of of the what happens when somebody has the kind of power that Ethelstan gets, and what that does to you, mm-hmm. right? And what that and how easily manipulated you can be. We left se- the the last season of the Last Kingdom thinking that Ethelstan was going to be like a good person, yeah, uh, and make and the right decisions. Chess Bible reading. Move it. Let's play. Yeah, and I it, like. Here's another thing too. I want to talk about the chess. No, no, but just the the sexy Bible time. No, because whatever. Like, <laughs> I think the problem that I have is I'm getting close. There's a there's such a sh- a, a tonal shift mm-hmm. with Ethelstan that happens off screen. Can I buy that he gets influenced by this person and thereby starts making these poor decisions? Yes, I can. But when the shift back towards reality happens after Ingelmunder is is proven to have been a liar mm-hmm. and and Ethel stands like, oh, oh, mess this one up, guys. Yes. All of a sudden, it's like. Wee! Everything's back. Everything's normal. And meaning, like people have forgiven Ethelstan for all the treacherous and murderous things yeah, he's like, done. Okay, and and there's no repercussion. There, it's just the movie makes this like let's about trust face. this completely yeah <laughs> untrustworthy person. And it does it in and it and and then it turns into after the battle, it's like Ethelstan, you know, rules, and he's one of the greatest kings ever. And like, yay, wee, you know, but like. Until you just, you else. just, I mean, within the context of the film, you went ahead and said Christians killing Christians for the sake of a conquest is really effing bad. Yes. And Ethelstan did that by invading Scotland and invading all of these people that he had no quarrel with other than the fact that there was, you know, because he was being Well, they were going to be so. doing, no, but they also, it was just all bad. No, wars, I don't think it was bad. all bad. No, war's bad. Oh, yes. I mean. yeah. All of it is. Yeah. Yeah, he invaded Scotland because then Scotland was also, he had been told to by by Ingermunder. Mm-hmm. And then Scotland joined the Danes. So he had to fight Scotland because they were against him. Now, had they sat down and had chicken and sat at a fire and <laughs> talked it out, probably would have been fine. And like, I, I guess there's also something kind of nice too where, you know, the, the people that you think are going to be the characters that you can believe in, like uh, Ethelstan. Ethelstan and that whole faction. And Waga? Who? 
Wagga, that lady that Oh, oh, yeah. You know yeah. her name? Cuz I thought it was like Wagyu beef. <laughs> it's like Wagyu or Wagga. And then there was Astrid. Astrid. Oh, the daughter. The, the daughter, yep. Uh but you know, there, I think there's this cool sense like, okay, these are the people that we're supposed to trust and believe in and they're the ones that are actually making all of this worse. Like, I like that they turned, I kind of like that they turned Ethelstan into a little bit of a villain Agreed. here who made it, who made the plot run. Agreed. Right? Um, and then you found yourself kind of questioning, okay, is is Olaf right? Right? Is is he correct? And did he really manipulate this so well that he could get all of the other kings? Did. But then he shows himself, right? He shows his true colors by making the choice to uh, go to Benberg and kill all the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why did he do that? That you know, just unnecessary. Well, unnecessary. I think there's a couple of different things here. I think one, he knows that the people of Benberg are going to be problematic if Uhtred survives, survives or is and is around at all, or if he's killed. Like, there's going to be. A power vacuum, like there's gonna be an issue, and he needs to have all those people out in order to make sure that the North is taken care of, right? But also, I think he even says this in the film. He's like, or Utrid kind of susses it out, where he's like, "Oh no, this attack happened because he's trying to draw out Ethelstan. Mm-hmm. He's trying to draw him out of Wessex, and he's trying to draw him out to get him into battle, so that you know he can do his whole thing. And it doesn't matter if Utrid kills." You know, Ethelstan, Ethelstan kills. They're going to be. It's going to be in chaos anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So, why not just take care of all the stuff that I need to do, and and draw people out? You know who I missed, Lady Aylesworth. Yeah, I mean, rest in peace. You know, whatevs. I mean, she was probably what eighty three. And she's probably in that range too. Yeah. So sorry, just thinking. No, about it's all okay. The people I miss. Um, what else do you think? Because, yeah, we're at 47 minutes now. Um, what else did you like about this film? Did you, I, I liked the final battle. I liked that it was raw. There's lots of blood. People are dying. I mean, I got to be real with you. I'm not a battle person. So to me, this is just like any other battle I've seen in The Last Kingdom. And for them to have that super at the bottom that said, like, this was the biggest, bloodiest war, I didn't feel that way. Now, or did it mean to say that there were people from so many different places that were lost rather than just, you know, two different places fighting each other? That I can understand. But the battle itself didn't feel as impactful to me as other battle scenes had. And I don't know where... Ethelstan came with all the horses at the end. That just wasn't clear to me that that was part of the deal. I I don't. Well, I think know. that was on purpose. No, but like, whose horses are they? Are these all Ethelstan's guys? Because I thought no, because Ethel's no, that was Osbert on the horse. Yes, Ethelstan with his people. So who was Osbert with? Who are all those horse people? That is not clear. I will give you that. If no. if one of the nerds out there has some, or is it just these are Ethelstan's horse people, but Osbert now rides with them? I just had no idea where they came from because everyone that Osbert was hanging out with got killed. All yeah. the people who were being trained to be fighters were killed, so these weren't his. Everyone from Bebenburg was killed, so I assumed that they could only be the horse riders of. Wessex or horse riders of Ethelstan's, but yeah. just didn't make sense. So it was like, no, the troops are coming in. And I'm so used to like Lord of the Rings when the horse people come down, but yes. you know who they are. Right. And this was like at you least know, Gandalf plans. at the hel- Helm's Deep. Yeah. So like, Osbert is Gandalf, but who are these peeps with you? Yeah, who, I've never who, seen them where before. Where are the riders of Rohan? Yes. Yeah. I totally yes. agree. <laughs> By the way, I'm just going to have to play our sound. No! <laughs> We're talking about Lord of the Rings while watching The Last Kingdom. I did We're love the, the shield while ouchy on your feet, though. Very cool move. Yes, I totally agree. And and there are some things that, that are callbacks that I think fans of the show are going to appreciate that if you haven't watched it, you're not going to like, which is, you know, he calls them all, he calls them all arslings. Yeah. Uh, you know, he does. The sword they, is Uhtred, sword of Uhtred. Oh, that, it's a great bit of writing right there. Um, and then like, you know, and then there is the call out for the shield wall. Like the, these are things yes. I think are, are, are pillars of the show that are kind of just there. They're sprinkled in. They're the spices. Yeah. I will say that Martha Hillier understands the characters mm-hmm. and especially Finnan. 
Uh, and I know we've talked about it. Like he's the oh, comic relief in the in, in the show. Uh, but yeah, Uhtred, sort of Uhtred, is yeah. one of the finer bits of writing I think that she's done. And she get, she gets it. Mm-hmm. She gets the 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 back and forth between SEAL Team Uhtred. Yeah. Uh, it, it's difficult, though, outside of that. So SEAL Team Uhtred, totally intact. Even though they've lost a few people along yes. the way, it still felt great. I think um, just some of the other things were a little off. I didn't understand why they were trying to add in a little bit of romantic interest between Lady and yeah god bless you and utrin i think that Um, that was to push you in a direction thinking that utrin was gonna die because he was the seventh king but then they have that kind of unnecessary twist where finnan's wife as she says and you're gonna have to lose someone you love the woman you love yeah the woman that you love yes she doesn't look at Uhtred, she looks at Finnan. Yes. And they replay that moment, obviously, mm-hmm. about halfway through the film mm-hmm. to to drive that home. Whereas one of the times that we saw it, the first time we saw it, we were halfway through, and I said, what if she, what if she's hearing woman that you love, but it really is one man that you love, and he loses Osbert. That was what I was thinking, is Seven Kings Must Die oh, and the yeah. one man instead of woman, one man. Yeah. Mm. Interesting facts, FAQs. <laughs> um, why was why was Ingelmeister Ingelmunder not at the coronation? Why didn't he go for for Ethelstan? I don't know. I... What the what was the point of not going? You're right next. You're right in the library. Why wouldn't he go? I didn't understand that plot point. Oh uh, well, uh, is it is it because we as the viewers then find out? Oh, he really doesn't care. Yeah, I would have almost liked to see the girl leaving the library. What I I've decided in my mind that Ingelmunder or whatever his name is is the son of Anlaf. Because once again, yeah. that doesn't ex- that isn't explained to me. Where does he come from? At least he keeps talking with Anlaf. So I'm just in my mind thinking he's the twin brother of Ingrid. Yeah, it would have been nice to have Ingrid leave the library and then that be the reason why he wasn't at the coronation oh this is his secret moments when he's able to update his spies sure, sure. when Ethelstan is, is busy Astrid Astrid not thank Ingrid you. okay <laughs> Mary's still struggling with the names yes. she she combined Astrid and Ingelmunder yes <laughs> because they're twins in my mind they had Ingrid's kid they, they had a kid named Ingrid but I just didn't understand the reasoning and the writing of that why he wouldn't have been at the coronation well I think why that's probably more they couldn't have, have left from the coronation yeah. and gone to the library and been and like me that was so great i'm so proud of you i think that it's more of a foreshadowing moment like when you look back on it you're like oh i see as opposed to because once it shows that he's not there it's an instant move of like all right do we trust this guy do we not trust this guy something is off something feels off right like right off the jump right so i i kind of see it um I, I I agree with you. It would Fun have been fact, nice. What? We are less than a month away from the newest King's coronation, May 6th. Oh, really? Yeah, that's when oh, Charles will be interesting. having his coronation. Well, we're not on the Crown podcast right now. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that the next King of England, the King of England, will have his coronation. So I just thought it was an interesting thing. It made me think about coronations. Um, it's coronation day. It's coronation day. So... Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about in this film, Mary? I, like, I think there are some beautiful shots. As always, the cinematography is stunning, especially uh, in that scene where Uhtred is speaking with Citric and um, Finnan when they're on the horse. And Finnan is actually blocking the sun. Or no, sorry, Uhtred is blocking the sun. And as he walks away, the, the lens flare comes, the sun flare comes over the lens. There were a couple of moments where there were trees as transitions that I just didn't understand the purpose of them aside from being just filler shots. Yes. And I did not enjoy those. Just like in the show, I didn't enjoy the crows and things like that. But at least it had a meaning. Yes. For me, these transition shots just didn't serve any purpose. Yep. And I would have preferred something different. The There was also a weird edit when Ingamunder is eventually killed, it's it's this weird cut. I mean, I didn't watch it because all I heard was... Yeah, it's a weird Close cut. Like, it's almost like they, they had the actor and then they put, you know, uh, a wax figure in or a rubber figure in, but they didn't get 
the like the framing right so mm-hmm. it's just like this weird jump cut yeah and it's like a choppy tiktok movie maybe. yeah and it's, it's like it wasn't placed just right so okay. that the when the person goes down into the into the what's it called into the body it like it's obviously a different body yeah i'm all set and I it's just watch. like it's not a smooth transition Ugh. um i i do want to talk though about Uhtred's choice at the end. You say that it's not a choice, that he is dying, that he's he's about to die. Yes. I say that it's more a representation of what Uhtred's life was about. And this is why I can buy this this whole film is the final shot. Because ultimately the show... Is not about these conquests or Alfred or whatever. It's about Uhtred as a person and where he belongs. I uh, loved that his faux dad was there. Yeah, right. I know, right? Like Ragnar. Um, Ragnar is there. I would have liked to seen the other Ragnar there. Um, Probably couldn't make it. But maybe couldn't make it. Yeah, whatever. But we have Breda, we have Brita there. We mm-hmm. have Heston there. Clappa was there. Like, And I, I do really love the whole instance where Finnan was talking to me like, listen, you're not going to die because if, if you were going to die, I'm going to die first and I'm still alive. So it's fine. Um, and as Finnan is saying this, Uhtred is hearing all of this. That was awesome. And I look at this in Uhtred's case as Uhtred has a choice to make. Does he want to fulfill like his life as a Dane? And go into the halls of Valhalla and be with all the people that he that he's lost and loved mm-hmm. there in that one particular life. Or does he choose to remain back in what is now England, right, um, with all the people that he loves there? And he's stuck in this life. And he in, in the show... I don't as, think you as can the see sh- and hear Valhalla if you're not actually entering it. That's fair. That's, that's fair. My, that's how I interpreted it. But the show has always, and, and I always give the show credit, it never picked a side. Mm-hmm. It never said, Uhtred is this, or Uhtred shouldn't do that. Or it never said, these people are awful, and these people are great. It, it, it never played favorites. And I think it's important that the movie ends at on that same idea. They're both valid choices. They're both valid options for Uhtred. And whatever he chooses, he's going to lose something. So I like that the show has has this choice. And that's why I say Uhtred doesn't die. Okay. Because he's, he's not he that he's He sees that there's no chicken there. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. Um, anything else you want to talk about? In in uh, in this review, my love. I mean, we went through all my points. Did they were so deep, weren't they? So, does this movie does this work as a film for you? No. Does this work as an episode of television for yes. you? An epilogue. Should it have been a full season of television? No. Why do you say that? If they cared about answering the questions that I have from this, then they would have. Okay, fair enough. If they thought that it was important to tell me where Inglemunder was from and if he was actually Anlaf's kid, they would have. They would have fit it in. If they cared about Citrix's family, they would have fit it in. If they cared about Stiora, anybody, they would have fit it in. Fair. And let's and also didn't, say... So to the writers, they weren't important enough. Let's also say this too, by the way. If they did address the Inglemunder question, if he was Anlaf's kid... Like the way that Astrid is. They, yeah, where like, are they from? <laughs> if if they did address it, the fact of the matter is you watched this movie now three, four, five yes. times. You still don't have the answer. And you knew that you were podcasting about it. So you're looking for it. Yeah. And I, I don't think he's Anlaf's kid because Anlaf would have said, I'm going to leave my kingdom to my children, not right. just to you. But throw me a bone here. Um, yeah. So the fact is, if that were the case, if they did address it and you missed it, then that means if they did address it, they did a horrible job. They did not address it. 
So I think that's that's one thing. <laughs> that's one thing. Um, I would say for me, I enjoyed it as a movie only because I'm a fan of the show. Oh, if, you know, I do have a question. What? How did Engelmunder know that they had been warned when he was talking to the queen and she was saying, oh, I can't wait to go home. Could you bring me back? And right then he says, they've been warned. What tipped him off? Was I, it just because she was being I think too she's, friendly? Yeah, she was being so friendly. She's just not a good actress? N- no, queen? I don't think so. Gotcha. And then I loved how he asked for his sword. And in that moment, Uhtred knew. That was a really was cool that, thing. That, you know, that would have been one of my greats and my goods, was how beautifully and quickly that was in. Yeah. And how Uhtred was able to realize, this guy's a phony. Yeah, something ain't right. Yes. Um, and I, oh, there's also this really, uh, there's, a, there's another nice moment, too, when Uhtred goes back. After have, after dealing with Anlaf and all the kings, um. He goes back, and I really do think he intended to kill Ethelstan. And then there's this moment after Ethelstan says, you know, okay, everybody leave, give me, leave me a sword, yada, yada. Uhtred, you could see it in his eyes, like the way that he's walking up to Ethelstan, mm-hmm. it, like something was going to go down. And then he, you, you just see him be like, oh. Like you, you, like you see it happen, but it's, it's not, it's not in your face. It's, it's a subtle movement mm-hmm. from Uhtred where you see his body relax and you can see that, you know, he lives up to the kind of character that he is. Uhtred is not a flawed character necessarily. Like he's not one of those like anti-heroes. He's not someone that has like these, uh, Issues where he's, you know, like he's tormented and he's going to go back on his Not word. Right like now, at least. Uhtred is the kind of hero that I love. I mean, I love myself an anti-hero. I need a hero. But it's just a person who does the right thing because it's the right thing he's to do. Gryffindor. And he says, and even at the end when he's dying, he says, I don't need to be written in your histories. I just yeah. want to be honored in a feast saying that I, you know, I kept my word. I I did uh I lived up to my oath. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of character Uhtred is, and I really appreciate that. You know, it was funny. I just remembered this too. When Ethelstan essentially banishes uh, Uhtred, yes. you know, take all of his clothes, take his swords, all that stuff. Nobody can feed him or anything. And it was supposed to be this monumental. Oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. And all I kept thinking back was when Uhtred was a slave and he was on the ship, and how that was yeah. really the worst thing that ever happened. And to that's him. why I'm saying the the movie has to manufacture itself mm-hmm. in order to make him have a, uh, an arc, yeah. right? Like you have to. Not only do you have to get Ethelstan to kill his kill his brother, like you have to have Edward die. Okay, inciting yeah. incident. Then you have to have Ethelstan kill the brother in front of Uhtred, which means then you have to get Uhtred to capture Ingomunder. Then that means you have to get some lady to Wagu Waga. Yeah, to like beef. talk with Ingomunder and then have her help entrap Uhtred into this thing. And then have Ethelstan come to break down Uhtred and then take Uhtred's kid along with um, Edmund. And then you finally get something for Uhtred to actually fight for. Like you finally get something that's natural to the characters as opposed to all of these plot mechanics. Do you see, do you see what I'm saying? I do. Like you, you had to make it so that some random, some rando, like... Ingelmunder? Well, yeah. And, so, like, and and the lady, like, all kind of have this perfect storm of plot mechanics to mm. get Uhtred into a place where he has to be put into the clutches of of Anlaf and, and then decide, oh, no, 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 I'm going to live up to my character and, and not kill Ethelstan. And yeah. then that's where the movie actually begins to me. So that's that. Uh, all right, we have um, we have some listener feedback, my love. Um, 
We'll go through it real quick. Okay. And that is, uh, this one comes from Katie Johnson. She says, I'm not a book reader, so I don't know what is missing. Overall, I enjoyed it, but why no Stiora? I kept waiting for her to show up. Still funny that after even more time has passed, Utrid doesn't have a single gray hair on his head. Yes. And I did love seeing Brita and Heston and the crew, even if only for a second or two. Kirsten Lang chimes in. She says, I've watched it twice. And although there's many great sections like the battle scenes and the last scene, I was mostly disappointed. I've read the books and yes, there was a huge differences like the fact that he has two love interests and Edith and Bernadetta that later was a wonderful character whose narrative explains so much plot. Mm -hmm. I can forgive the book versus movie adaptations to a point. They had two books to adapt. However, I felt it was too rushed. The editing gave me a whiplash and making the dialogue clunky. And the gay storyline had it was a huge departure from the book, which I don't find offensive, but I, it took up precious time that could have been better utilized. It meant that the emotional scenes didn't quite land as they should have. We should have been more blubbering, but we weren't. It should have been another two seasons, sadly, in my opinion. The only savior was Alexander Draymond and his fellow casts and the acting, given what they had to they work awesome. with. And lastly, we have Catherine Henry saying that she gives it 4.8 shields, a fitting end to a great story. Mm. The good was the link to the modern Bamberg Castle. Yes. The bad was Aldhelm's death. I would much mm. rather he died in battle. Yes. And the great was the glimpse of Valhalla with some of our favorite faces. I need to watch again to see if Aww. Heston had a chicken in oh, his hand. He did not. He, he did, did not, not, Catherine. I kind of like that Aldhelm died the way that he did. Because it was just another notch in the belt for Ethelstan being a horrible person, regardless. Like he made these like these yeah. decisions were impactful. And then Uhtred just forgives him. Like yes, that. Yes, like that. All right. Anything else, uh, my love, that um other than the opening credits? Oh my god, the opening credits were great. I fast forwarded. Oh, them. it was great. All right. You did love them. You were like, this is amazing. Well, because the, they changed the music and the uh, it was I know. awesome. I was there for a blank. All right. <laughs> 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 All right, you ready to close it out? Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. We want to thank you all so incredibly much for being on this journey to see how England was made. Uh, we obviously have thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with the Vikings and the Danes and the Scots and everyone in between. Yep, all all the kings of Wales and Man. But alas, and... our time here at the Last Kingdom. This <sighs> is our last episode for the Last Kingdom has ended and as I said earlier in the podcast we would love for you to still come in and hang out with us please if you found us through the Last Kingdom send us an email Media at gmail.com uh, this is one of our smaller podcasts. Yes. And we always love knowing where people find us, but particularly if this was the first exposure to Miriam Blake Media for you, we would just love to get to know you a little bit better and um, and thank you for that. So thank you. Don't forget to share this. You can head it over to Apple Podcasts and give us a written rating and review. Obviously, the movie just came out recently, so this is going to be a great way for people who do want to cling to the series to delve a little bit more, to maybe rewatch the series and listen to our podcast while they do that too yes. so leave us a review it's going to help us get a little bit of a bump in apple podcasts and you can also take a screenshot of your podcast and throw it up in your instagram or facebook stories we're greatly appreciated and lastly i want to make sure you go to maryandblake.com to catch up on all of the podcasts that we have going on whether it is the potterverse or it's outlander cast uh some other things that we're going to have coming out pretty soon i think uh we got a lot going on and I just want to make sure that you are up to date with everything Mary and Blake Media if you think that we do bring enjoyment and another layer to watching your favorite shows uh, and, and, and help spark some conversation that you probably wouldn't normally have. Uh, like facts. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and obviously, go to the Marion Blake uh, social uh, channels, whether it is Facebook or Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. We're all there. Yeah. On that note, my name's Mary. My name is... Blake. Destiny is all. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. 
With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit